0: all right welcome to my market episode a lot of things has happened um, it's been a roller coaster ride to be honest for the past couple of weeks spy has been going up and then going down and then going up and then going down um, there's a lot of sector rotation going on um, the same sectors are rotating um, it's kind of it's a roller coaster let's just say that And uh, yeah, so there's a lot of things to talk about. Let's get started. So, SPY is one of those things where you have to look at those sectors that incorporate SPY. Meaning, you're going to have to look at the tech sector, the financial sector, the healthcare sector, even the energy sector to some extent to see where we're headed to. So, for SPY... We had a rising wedge that broke bearish with a ton of volume, and that's gonna tell um, where we're headed to next. If we see increasing bull, or sorry, increasing bear volume on the way down, um, we're gonna potentially lose this weekly higher every weekly higher low setup, meaning that we might see monthly consolidation. And that's when you have to start hedging uh, your long position. You have to make sure how you're going to handle it. Because there's two things you could do. You can either sell all your positions and then buy lower. Or you can keep those positions and use a hedge, um, like a hedge ETN, to balance your losses out. So you have to choose between the two. There are pros and cons to both of those. Um, but you have to do what works for you. That is if you are swing trading in these conditions, because you don't want to be swing trading in these uh, conditions. If you're day trading, this is when a lot of day traders go in, because then the volatility comes back in and, you know, you can get your week makers, month makers and all that in these market environments. So, SPY, overall, still weekly uptrend is intact. Now, as I've said before, the two things to watch is increasing bear volume on the way down and losing this weekly uptrend. So, anything above, let's say, 400 psychological is just a weekly higher low. We need to break 400 and increasing bear volume to see, you know, a shift in some uh, short-term momentum. Um, But if we lose the weekly uptrend, we look at the monthly and we have plenty of space to look for a monthly higher low. The last monthly higher low, (laughs) that is crazy. The last monthly higher low, I would say, is... $320. $320. And that was an inside bar bowl break. So <laughs> we have a lot of space to work with. So that is one thing to keep in mind. Always zoom out. If we, lose a, if we lose a trend in one time frame, zoom out and look for the overall trend. So that is the overall trend. If you're long-term in this game, you should be fine. If you're short-term in this game, you should either hedge or you should potentially sell your positions. Um but yeah, I might actually add some S uh SPY to my long-term portfolio on this monthly consolidation. I want to see either and that is a big if. If we get to daily oversold, which I believe we will, I will add some SPY to my long-term position. If we don't, then I won't. That is Clear if-then statement right there. And yeah, that's about it for SPY. Let's look at QQQ. So QQQ, as I've said, V-shaped to all-time highs and rejected from uh, this rising wedge that I drew on the weekly time frame. Doesn't mean much. If we see bull breaks with a lack of follow-through It means the bulls are kind of tired. And that is a big potential in this because QQQ is also looking for monthly consolidation. Actually, we kind of had monthly consolidation, but it was just a small little like quick lower wick and then back up. So I want to see an actual pivot point. QQQ does look kind of uh, tired out with that. V-shape, lack of follow-through, and rejection. QQQ is one of those things where I feel like there's a lot of many sectors rely on it and you have to individually see those correlations with QQQ to get an idea of where it's going. Like particularly Canadian marijuana, um, EV sector like Tesla. Tesla is pretty much correlated. QQQ, I would say Tesla, Neo, and all that. But there are days where they are not correlated QQQ at all. So you have to still keep an eye on QQQ and see how they're correlating. And if they're not correlating, you have to see, okay, is this a bullish or bearish correlation to each other? Which which name I play, which is stronger, how I want to play, blah, 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 blah. Like there's a lot of factors that get into these correlations. But if you're just playing those solid tech names, just look for the bullish correlation to QQQ. Or... Um, you can kind of play those SQQQ, TQQQ, um, ETNs too. Uh, I'm going to do a quick little review that I did on FAS um, yesterday, which was a solid win, not going to lie, but uh, that is the financial sector bulls. So let's move on to the financial sector anyway. So quick little recap on QQQ. We're looking for monthly consolidation still. Um, that that bull break and a lack of follow-through is kind of a minor red flag so let's see where we go from here uh let's move on to xlf xlf is seeing monthly consolidation so this is where the rotation that i'm seeing is coming in so when qqq was consolidating xlf was still going up now when xlf is starting to go down qqq v-shaped what i don't want to see as a bull is both of those sectors going down at once. That means SPY is going to drop. And you don't want to see that. The only sector other than those two that will potentially, you know, ease the drop of SPY would be the healthcare sector, which I'm going to go over next. But you don't want to see both of those sectors at their low of the day at any point. So if any of those three sectors are not doing the same thing, SPY is, you know, relatively even. If All their sectors are at one side. Whether they're all bull or all bear. Spy is going to magnify dramatically. So please be careful of Spy. Or at least uh, rotation. Please be careful. And let's go over a small little trade that I did with XLF. So XLF monthly consolidation. I got into a bullish position. um, That is FAS. So reason behind this trade Got bullish hourly, absolute waterfall drop, four hour waterfall drop, daily waterfall drop. Now, yesterday, which is Friday, all of those time frames were very oversold, including the lower time frames so, five minute, 15 minute, they were all oversold. I started scaling in on the break of $100 dollars right small positions at a time then I saw a small little falling wedge meaning that the bears are getting tired so I started scaling in a little bit heavier um, flipped it so if it like on the top resistance band sold some and then if it dropped further I would buy more and then that would dollar that would lower my cost average so i wouldn't lose that much money at one point i started seeing okay there's some bull volume coming in and then i said okay if this is if it consolidates further i'm only going to give it some wiggle room for it to go because i had a dollar amount loss max loss which i did not want to lose my in this case i went a little bit aggressive so my max loss would have been two day loser However, with that falling wedge breaking bull with decent amount of, you know, to the upside, um, I did not get stopped out. And that was a quick little trade. Now, if you are new to this, I suggest you don't do this because a lot of emotions will come in. But for me, let me actually get into a better time frame so I can... There we go. There's more clarity right here. So, falling wedge, breaking bull. And then I knew all we were looking for was, honestly, an hourly lower high. (laughs) And that did not even come. So, what did I see? Not an hourly lower high. 15-minute lower high. Sorry. Yes. I started seeing the volume come in, and then... I said, okay, this might be the volume climax. And saw that 15 minute inside bar breaking bull. All I wanted was a 15 minute lower high to play off of because we have rejected from the 15 minute 12 EMA multiple times. And that was my target. That was it. I just wanted the 15 minute 12 EMA. And then if we continue to drop further, I would have stopped out and took that two day loser and have been done with the entire day and that's how i play basically i play those wedges and then i have a max loss if i want to lose um i already basically let's say i already basically know how much i'm going to lose before i make that trade and that's how i do it that's how i always enter any trades the only time when i don't enter those trades with my max loss is scaling into swing positions because then i scale in with very small position sizes if it goes lower great i will add a little bit more and then if it goes up i will sell half and then have my stop loss below the low of the consolidation and have a almost risk-free trade and that's how i play and that's how i suggest you to play but i can't tell you that um just because i've been through (laughs) i've been through one of those heavy heavy scalings and then had those heavy heavy losses where i'm like, okay. I don't want to do that. And that's just my rule. Um, I do not play with oversized positions. I always have at least four entries. So I scale in four entries at a time. Um, Those are my full four bullets. And then I try to just give those, um, take half or what do you call four, take one off. So yeah, take a quarter out. And then reload if it goes further down. And that way I always have ammunition to reload instead of having a full position size and having a massive loss if it doesn't go my way. So that's how I suggest people to play. And yeah, the Bitcoin also is kind of doing the Bitcoin cryptocurrency market is also kind of um, doing bearish things, I guess. And I'll talk about that tomorrow because there's a lot of things going on. Um, there are certain names that are sticking out compared to Bitcoin. And I want to see where Bitcoin heads to. Um, and I have to have a game plan set if it goes further lower. So I'm going to talk about that. So I hope you have a great Saturday and I will see you tomorrow on Sunday.